this week on Tea with Queen and Jay. Coronavirus got people shook. And with good reason. We navigate social media in a pandemic, voting in an era of social distance, what Congress is doing about your job, and how we're all getting through that Rona. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. We are on. Oh my goodness, what's up? Nothing. How are you over there? I'm good. We're doing that Corona level podcasting, Corona level recording. <laughs> we are recording remotely today, listeners. So you understand. Maybe I don't know if we'll sound different. I think we sound fine, but just in case. Yeah, yeah. Just to give a heads up, if the audio sounds a little different, we don't usually do remote, even though we could. We do enjoy. We don't being ever do remote. <laughs> We don't ever do this. Yeah, we enjoy being in the same room and talking our shit. New York is really like buckling down and shit. And they're doing this, the social distancing. Social distancing. My job has made it so I work from home. And, you know, since, you know, we don't really have to go out and we have technology, we figure we record this way. So y'all get an episode and we don't, you know, risk ourselves to the coronas. Yeah, we didn't we didn't want to have anybody traveling if we didn't have to travel. So here we are. How are you otherwise? I'm good. I'm I'm like chilling. This good. social distancing is is how I live my life. So um, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. I, the social distancing that's not catching me too much off guard because I I too. I'm a natural social distancer, um, but I'm also going through a breakup, which is fucking whack in the age of the coronas. Yeah, this is super duper whack. And I think this is like one of the first times that I've been in a relationship that is allegedly healthy and then having like a really bizarre like. I know. That's how my breakup was. It was like, yeah, like like a healthy relationship and then like a. I don't know if I would call this breakup toxic, but it's just bad. It's just, it's like a little bit messy and like stupid. It's a careless break. It's really careless. Careless. Yes. Yes. Like this. So that, that's like catching me off guard, but I feel okay. I feel all right. I don't have to, we don't have to worry about infecting each other because we're not speaking. So... So there's that. All right. So welcome to, to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. All right. So we, we're doing it. All right. This is so weird for us. Well, for me. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. weird for you. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast. Podcast. You can do so using our hashtag, hashtag TWQJ. We love when you use it on all the social meds, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We like that shit. We love that shit. We retweet that shit. And then you can find other listeners that listen to Tea with Queen and Jay. Another hashtag that we would like for you to use is pod in. And that is a now listening hashtag. And that allows other listeners to know that you are listening to Tea with Queen and Jay. That's right. Libations, libations. Every episode, we like to pour it up, give honor, give thanks, give shout outs, give fucking praise, pour one out for the homies, for the people, places, and things that are giving us black ass, black joy. Queen, what are your libations this week? 
My libations is for an Instagram account that I really, really enjoy. It is at fitmencook. Mm-hmm. F-I-T-M-E-N-C-O-O-K. There's only one man on it, but I guess he's saying men in general are fit and they cook or whatever. Right. I don't know. But I like his page because he has lots of great, healthy recipes. I've been actually doing a lot of his recipes. When I remember when I was bigging up soups a few episodes ago, I had used a recipe from his page. And I like that his stuff is healthy, but it's not like... Usually, sometimes when you you do like healthy stuff, it's like all plant-based and all this like... Right. He'll make healthy stuff with lamb. You know, like it's 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 good. So I like that page. I use a lot of his recipes. It's a black man, just for reference. And it's always like easy stuff. Like he'll do like one pot meals and shit like that. So he mm. like knows his people who are like on the go, who can't be like, you know, slaving over a stove for hours and shit. So it like works for my life and stuff. Right. So yeah, that is my libations. I really enjoy that page. I think he's a black Dominican dude for anybody who cares. Oh, okay. All I know is that that food be good. Okay, that's what I know. But yeah, fit men cook on the gram. All right. Mm-hmm. Jay, what are what are you libating? My libations this week in the era of the Rona are people who are like moving smart in light of the coronavirus. So that's like in public and like everybody who is actually washing their hands and like doing the right thing and being cautious. And then also people who are using social media cautiously, like sharing actual information instead of instead of sharing panic. I think we've talked about this before, just kind of being wise about what you share, especially now since everybody is on a heightened state of alert it's important that if you're sharing information that you try and be factual with what you're sharing and then think like is this really something i need to share or am i just adding to the panic that a lot of people are already feeling or creating concern or panic in an area that maybe people are not concerned or panicked about you know or or and don't need to be yeah it sounds like you've curated a good timeline yeah i try Oh, is yours a is yours a hot mess? No, no, mine is fine too. Oh, okay. um, I did yeah. have one hot mess. Someone from high school that I realized is a Trump supporter. Oh, that's right. I realized why she got so dusty. But now, for the most part, mine's been good too. But I'm sure some people's might be a hot mess. So if it is, just start deleting motherfuckers. You know? Yeah, I've seen I've seen some hysteria, but not not too much. Like it's there. But I definitely want to pour libations for people who are using their social media with care so i definitely appreciate that shit yo what yeah i do too now's not the time for the foolishness now is not the time yo now (laughs) is not the time now is not the time it's not it's really not it's not the time donations queen can you tell the people why they should donate to tea with queen and jay and how they can do that Yes. So donate to TV Queen and Jay to sustain this podcast, progress this podcast, and keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast. You can donate by going to our website, TVQueenandJay.com. Scroll down on our homepage, and there is where we have two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you can put however much you want, however many times you want in the pot. Our second option is our Patreon option, and that is where we're asking for $2. $2. (laughs) You can give more. You can give less. That is up to you. So your discretion, what you want to give, our only ask is for $2. 
Links to those places to donate are also in our show notes. So that's a quick way for you to get to that really quickly and donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. Other ways you can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay that are non-monetarily, they don't cost you a dime. They don't cost you not one red cent. Just a little bit of time, okay? Subscribe. Subscribe to this podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, press that subscribe button. It was really cute um, on our Instagram stories. Um, we asked where you guys listen and like, y'all listen in a lot of fucking places. So all those places that you listen, please press subscribe, make it permanent, make it so we pop up in your feed every fucking week okay another way to non-monetarily donate is by rating and reviewing our podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts so apple podcast spotify stitcher google play pocket cast cast box um that's all i could think of right now but all of them places make sure you rate and review us um say some great things about us that helps people find us that helps people know that we're a good podcast, that we're quality content and all of that shit. So please make sure you do that. If you're a writer, write about us in your publication. Um, if you see a post that's asking for a new podcast to listen to, tag us in those podcasts. Teach somebody how to listen to a podcast. A lot of times to expand people that listen, we have to have more people actually know what the fuck a podcast is. Believe it or not, mad people still don't know how to podcast or how to listen to one. So teach someone how to listen to a podcast. Um, and those are the ways that you can also donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. That doesn't cost you a dime, but might cost you a little time. That's right. If you would like to hire us to speak at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, womanism, black feminism, black hair, or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast, or if you'd like us to do a live show or consult you or your team, send us your T-mail at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us individually, we've included our Amazon wish list links. We've included those links in the show notes. We know that everybody doesn't fuck with Amazon, so please do not feel uh, obligated to do that shit. It's just for the convenience of those who feel like they're, they're comfortable with donating in that manner. So... We have some donation libations this week. We have two new patrons. Thank you so much to Jen and Lana. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. We also have PayPal donations from Jared. And Jared says, for snacks, because women can't fight hungry. You're motherfucking right, yo. We cannot, yo. We motherfucking what? cannot. Thank you so much. John. John says... I'm off IG for a purge and your podcast is bringing me solace as per usual. It's not much, but y'all bring me so much black joy. Thank you, John. We appreciate you and Thanks, everything John. that you have to offer, yo. Thank you so much. The homie Alex over at thealexanderhardy.com says, thank you so much for all the blackity black ass joy y'all spread across Janet Jackson's internet. No, Janet yes. Jackson's America and beyond. With the Rona on the rise and the swamp donkey in chief set on killing us all, at least the blacks and the bad hombres, <laughs> your show is a beacon of fucking wonderfulness in this heinous post-teen summit world. You the best. <laughs> yo, Alex is such a good writer. <laughs> He's a great writer, yo. He fucks with it. Thank you so much, Alex. And you can um, check out more of Alex's dope writing again at thealexanderhardy.com. Yes. Events. Events in the age of the coronas. Yeah. All right. So right now, as of this recording, we're still scheduled to be in Charlotte on April 8th at 7 p.m. So I'm going to go ahead and announce this. And then if you all could please stay tapped in on our social media and we will update you if this changes. 
Yes. But once again, we will be in Charlottesville, Virginia for a live show on Wednesday, April 8th at 7 p.m. Professor Lisa Wolfork at the University of Virginia is teaching a new course called Sally Hemings University that aims to center a black feminist practice of dismantling systems of dominance. And Professor Wolfork has invited us there as an extension of this work. So that's again on April 8th, 7 p.m. at the Jefferson School African-American Heritage Center. It is a free event. It's open to the public. It's open to everybody. So please come through. We will, of course, be, if this does happen, if we do make it there, we will, of course, be adhering to uh, any space restrictions, any fucking guidelines based on that Rona that's happening in Charlottesville right now. And of course, we absolutely will not be leaving the state of New York if we are having or feeling any symptoms of that Rona. So and don't come if you feel and don't any fucking symptoms. come, yo. Don't if you fucking got come. That sniffle. If you got that regular ass flu. If you got that head cold. Whatever. Any any symptoms again of uh, the virus. Please do not come and Stay uh, infect home. anybody else, yo. Nobody Stay wants home. That shit. It's a free event. You're not losing out on money. Stay the fuck home. So yeah, so that's where we're at with that right now. Uh, more events. And the whole uprising will be at Poly Dallas. That is July 24th to the 26th. Like we said, we don't know of any possible changes. Um, if so, we'll let you know on the next episode. They're far further in the year, so they, this probably still will happen or maybe not be postponed. So what is this? It is open to love. The symposium is open to anyone who believe or people desire to freely express all relationships and diverse ways of interacting within relationships. So that's what that is. I realized I didn't tell you about In The Whole Uprising. In The Whole Uprising is a podcast that is a part of the BBBBB. Their podcast all about sex, love, and dating. So this is right up their alley. They always have a good time. Um, all their events are popping. So if you can go, go. This would be fun. Um, you can register at www polydallasmillennium.com and we have the link to that in our show notes that's right all right are you ready to get into the motherfucking show let's do it All right. What kind of tea are you drinking? Are you drinking tea today? I actually am. I'm drinking ginger tea because black people think ginger wards off everything. So <laughs> I'm drinking ginger tea. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I am also... No, I'm not drinking ginger tea. I am having a green tea with uh, ginkgo biloba or whatever it is. Ginkgo. Uh, okay. I did buy mad ginger powder i had some already but I, that i was like i do not want to run out of that shit yo so i bought some more of that i got some apple cider vinegar up in here which i usually have but i, I had to re-up on that i bought some garlic yo garlic was clearing off the shelves so i had to find i had to what kind of garlic did i get i got i don't know some shit that you have to grate but whatever i was like give it to me i'll take that yo yeah garlic was gone they were they were clearing them shelves, yo. You would think vampires try to come here. I got mad garlic in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, garlic is good. Garlic is good. All right, so what are your pronouns? She, her, what are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? 
I affirm that I am a bad bitch. I affirm that I am enough. I affirm that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I affirm that the Ronas won't cause financial trauma. Mm. I also affirm that I am well-rested. My hair and fashions are popping. My body and mind are healthy and that I will always and forever stunt on these hoes. I also affirm that I will have a fruitful and abundant 2020. I don't care if 2020 is burning down. Mine is going to be fruitful and abundant. Okay. Jay, what are you affirming for yourself? I affirm a life full of abundance, health, wealth, and financial stability. I affirm sensuality and baddiness. I affirm that I am not a lady. I am enough. My apartment is paid for. Rent is paid. I'm self-employed. I'm paid. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I don't underquote or undersell myself. I get my rate. I affirm a brand new MacBook Pro with all the shits. I affirm that I am healthy and will remain healthy throughout this Rona. Okay. Um, I affirm a new studio and workspace where we can record and work and be comfortable at our convenience. We have outgrown my apartment and uh, we do like to be uh, in the same room when we record. Yeah, because this remote shit is actually a little whack. It is a tad, tad bit whack. Uh, We know people do it seamlessly, but I do like to be in the same room. So I affirm all those things. I'm excited about all those things in spite of that Ronas, yo. So while we're in this Rona season, as everyone is trying to be conscious and reduce contact and not spread things and make this pandemic any worse than what it is, we still need to vote. We still need to get out and vote. So how do you still get out and vote is by putting an absentee vote and mailing your vote. We are still in a primary. We are still trying to figure out who the Democratic nominee is going to be. So we don't want maybe the wrong person to be chose or whatever due to people not going out to vote. So we wanted to make sure to remind you that you can put in an absentee ballot and do that for your state. There are still a couple of states that are still voting for the Democratic nominee because no one has dropped out. So we have a link in the show notes. It is from the ACLU of states that are still doing absentee ballots. So you can check your state to see if to see the deadline to put in your absentee ballot so you can still be a part of the voting democratic process while all of this Rona shit is happening. Like I said, that link is in the show notes. It is very important that you vote. So we want to make sure that you are aware that you can still vote and still be safe from the Ronas. That's right. That's right. That's right. Speaking of that Rona, I was just thinking about how New York now has all of these. There were some guidelines like in the weeks before, but now it's like the bars are closed. The restaurants are closed. Movie theaters and other public areas are closed. I think we talked about a little bit before, like some of the hysteria that's surrounding the virus and like yes this is really important this is a very serious time and so we should be cautious we should be aware we should be like tapped into that shit but you know you kind of you want to avoid like hysteria and panic because that's how you end up with niggas like hoarding toilet paper hoarding things so that (laughs) other people don't have any don't have access to shit yeah but yeah like stay calm but take it serious you know what i'm saying last week i was at a bar and was that last week? Yeah. I went to a bar on Friday because, again, I was trying to stay calm but take it serious. And New York had imposed the mandate where 
bars and public places, movie theaters and stuff like that, like they can stay open, you can still be out or whatever, but it's going to be, it has to be at half capacity. So like places were like removing tables and chairs just to make sure that they were following that mandate and shit like that. So I was like, all right, I already had something scheduled for Friday. So I went to have a drink and I get to the bar and the bartender still had like all of her garnishes and shit, like all the fruit and stuff that she was going to add to the drinks and like other little spices and shit that she put in the drinks. The way it was set up was like on the actual bar where people were sitting and like super duper close, like to the patrons. And that to me was like, this is not like, I already know that this, this person is going to be making my drink and maybe they have that Rona and that's a risk that I have signed up for but this shit with like whole garnishes and shit like all close everyone else's shit possibly on your drink yeah that to me was like all right okay folks are we yes we're staying calm but like are we taking this serious right now this doesn't feel like we're taking it serious and that that while i was out i was like i feel like i'm trying to remain positive and i'm trying to like be calm and cautious but this doesn't feel like it's gonna work this, this, like, with us, like, kind of being outside, kind of not being outside, places being open, but, like, not at full capacity, like, people are still not taking it serious, and it's, like, it feels like for a lot of people, there's no middle, like, there's no stay calm, but take it serious, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, like, yeah. it's either we're in hysterics, and we're hoarding things, and we're fighting or we are pretending that none of this is happening. Except for this was I was at a bar in Midtown, which I never do. But I had been to this place before and I didn't mind it. But uh, I went to Harlem because I heard they still had Clorox wipes. So I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So I went to Harlem right quick. And they were, I will say, in that supermarket, they were being calm and cautious. There were some people who had the gloves and the mask and all that shit. But I think at this point, I get it, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but they were people were being decent. Th- this stores in Harlem actually had signs that said like for Clorox wipes and Lysol spray and shit like that, like one per customer, which I thought was really cool because, you know, a lot of stores it like it doesn't matter who buys it as long as that shit gets bought. They don't care. Yeah. But I really appreciated that there was some effort to like make sure that people had access. So that was that's really community cool. efforts right there. Yeah, that made me feel like, OK, we're like. We're in this, like, together in some way as opposed to, like, every person for themselves or some shit, you know? But, yeah, I I wish that people would stay calm but, like, take it serious, you know? Yeah, I feel you. I kind of wish that people would stop. I don't know what to call it, but they're, like, shaming people who are, like, just now shopping or whatever. And it's like, you should have been did this or, like, look at these lines and this and this and that. And it's like, some people live check to check. Some people just got paid this Friday. Yeah. Some you know, some people didn't know all the information. Some people didn't have time until this weekend. Like mm-hmm. so much shit where people are just like blaming it on like them being st- stupid for lack of a better word and shit like that. And it's just mm-hmm. like shut up, mind your business, eat your rice and leave yeah. these people alone. Yeah. People went shopping when they could go shopping. Right. What is it to you? Mm-hmm. Yep. What is it to you? I don't yeah, understand it that. It was interesting. Somebody showed up to, my uncle is a firefighter, and somebody showed up to his firehouse, like a, another fireman with the fucking flu symptoms, yo. Like, showed <laughs> up there. Like, he can't go and visit my grandma because he 
was exposed to this dude who had to someone who had flu-like symptoms. Yeah. yeah, hopefully it was just you know a regular ass flu or some shit, and not that Rona. But like everybody was told not to go to work with that shit. So why are you at work? Why are people doing yeah. this? Yes, but we live in a culture where you still go to work when you're sick. Because if you don't, you get in trouble. It's in the culture to still go to work. It's a part of that grind culture, you know? Right. To just come to work, even if you're sick, you'll push through, you'll whatever. So even though we actually know that people are telling us over and over and over again, don't come to work if you have, if you feel any kind of sickness, do not come to work. It's still ingrained in our culture to come to work when you feel sick. So unfortunately, that's a symptom of that. And I think that that is what may be on the other side of this fucking pandemic could shift and that culture can change because it's like nah that's a problem that's true that's true i i really do hope so i really hope so because it's like so many of the things there's so many things i think that if they were already embedded in our culture like a lot of like this wouldn't have spread as fast you know what i'm yeah. saying like I, I guess like the level of complacency like why people are still or we're still at least not really taking this seriously. Like that kind of like every out for self kind of shit where people are hoarding yeah. things and like limiting access for other people. I, I hope that like when we come out of this, our collective IQ for like compassion and shit, hopefully that will grow and expand. I don't know. Maybe maybe more of an understanding of like how whack capitalism is, you know? Because there, That's a lot what of people, I want. Yeah. There are the people who have been like hopping on this capitalism shit and hoarding supplies and reselling them at like an upcharge and shit like that. And then I think I think a lot of those people were ordered to stop doing that shit or like people have found some of those people and like made an issue of it or whatever. And I think I'm hoping that, again, more people will learn like how fucked up that is and how like that's not the way to move. I don't know. Nah, I agree. I think it's it's interesting to see people who are highly into capitalism right now. It's really interesting to see them kind of see what happens when you when you solely think in that way. You know what I'm saying? Like just them seeing like I had a like I was saying that person early in the show and I was saying I realized a person from my high school was um a Trump supporter and all of this shit and she was like talking about socialism and how it's horrible and how we're gonna be standing on bread lines and this and this and all this shit. And I'm like, we standing on tissue lines. Like what do you mean right now in capitalism? Mm-hmm. Like because of the way we do the way we are with access, that's why we're standing online and fighting for fucking tissue. Like if there was some form of equity where they said one can per person or whatever or one can per day or some shit, I don't know. We wouldn't be standing on fucking tissue lines. We wouldn't be fighting for fucking tissue. It's capitalism that's doing that. Like it's just weird to kind of still see them like push and believe that. I wonder if that's gonna change on the other side of this. I would hope so. But it's really interesting to like to just see that. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I mean somebody will learn from it. It will change somebody, but I, I would like to hope I I hope that it gets into maybe our communal conscious and like niggas stop it. Word. I also didn't realize how many people don't know the principle of, not even the principle, but of a shit in a shower. Like, <laughs> like. Oh, with the, the craze over toilet paper? Yeah. Like, okay, you might run out eventually, but we still have access to soap and water and washcloths and shit yeah. like that. Like, 
not the be your tell all. Like I don't have tissue that, and I don't understand what the fuck y'all doing with bread. Oh, are people I hoarding we didn't bread, eat bread too? I'm not a big bread eater. Are people hoarding that? Bread is bread is always the first thing going. Milk and bread. I feel like yeah. when I was a kid, bread was really important. Like we did, we did eat a lot of bread. I mean, that'll hold you down as long as it's like it's not molded and shit. Like you're, if you have like large families and shit, you got bread, you're good money. Y'all did y'all eat a lot of bread when you were kids? We did not. We did, but we only were allowed to eat wheat bread, and wheat bread isn't that fun and cute. So we ate it, but it wasn't like bread. Like I used to go to my grandmother's house to eat bread because it was white bread and soft and fluffy. Yeah, I know I used it, but it wasn't like, oh my God, there's no bread in the house. Like, it wasn't like a thing like that, if that makes sense. But for me, it's interesting. Because in my, in my, I guess my New York City bubble, I assume we're not eating bread and drinking milk. <laughs> but that's always the first to go. Right, right. Yeah, nah, bread was mad important in my house. And a shit and shower exists, but also I would rather not have to shower every time I take a shit. Like of course, but I'm just saying there is a there is an alternative. I feel like people are buying tissue as if there's no alternative and they have to walk around with shit on their ass. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. I feel, you. I feel you. There's always an alternative, but like, I don't know. I did end up this is a thing too, like because of the hysteria, like I I felt like I had enough paper towel. I felt like I had enough tissue. And then I was like, mm-hmm. do I? Because everybody was, like, buying it up. Everything I had, I was like, well, do I? Because, like, I never I never dealt with this before. I've never been through this before. So None of us have. Yeah. I feel like it's just me. I feel like, you know, having, like, a solid, what is that, an eight roll? Did I have eight or 12? At least eight. Having a solid, like, pack of eight rolls of toilet tissue should, like, hold me down for as long as I guess I would be quarantined. But, like, do I? You know, that's how I felt. Yeah, probably not. Because I'm thinking of myself now, now that I have to work from home for five weeks, I'm going to need a lot of fucking tissue. Mm. That's a lot of bathroom, you know? And then who knows if after that um, we're like totally quarantined and can't leave at all. So that's probably where people are, where that's coming from. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. That's true. Yeah. So I'll stop toilet tissue shaming people. <laughs> yeah, I bought more. I bought more toilet tissue and paper towel because then I have paper towel too. I was like, well, when I run out, I could just use paper towel. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I might buy some baby wipes too. Yeah, I bought some baby wipes also. It's scary, and I feel like we're not helping each other, you know, through it. You know. Yeah, but. it's interesting though because it's like I feel like in the hood though we are like. I could go to the the grocery store that's right in, in my, my hood, which I don't usually go to because it, the access to those things that they have is not, like, what I want. But I know I could go there, and I know there's man tissue still there. And I know there's, like, Lysol. You know, like, just, like, people aren't being as hoardish. I do think there's a cultural difference in how people are moving in different communities. Yeah. Because that's why you were able to go to Harlem, and they had, like, a limit and, like, all right. of that stuff. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, it was interesting. The energy is also yeah, the energy is also different. It just it just felt like a different vibe. It felt like a different vibe. More, you know, more collaborative. I don't know. It's scary. I did read a few threads I thought were helpful because I'm not because I'm not like a panic person. I'm not somebody and, and this is not panic. Like sometimes it's just like niggas staying informed and getting what they need. I'm really not that like jump on it, get to it type of a person. I'm like, I'll be all right, I'll get it. I'll be all right. I'll get it. 
So what yeah, you good? are like that. Yeah, I'll be like, I'll be all right. I got a fire extinguisher. I'll be like, yeah, I'll be talking. fine. Stephen Harris was like, we were talking, uh, I don't know what we were talking about, employment or some shit. He's like, yeah, you just seem like you really do know how to like, like you, like when you chill, like you chill unapologetically. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 you're actually quite correct. I do do that. <laughs> so it was good for people on social media who were sharing information. It was good. It, it was a good reminder to like, oh, buy, you know, buy flu medicine, buy cold medicine or whatever the fuck. So like it, in the event that. It does happen. And I do have to quarantine myself. I have a few things to help keep me, you know, keep me going and help me ride it out or whatever. So I did stock up on that because I am legit like a bachelor in the ways that niggas would talk about bachelors on TV. Like I, there is. You dead as are. Yeah. There are no supplies here. I have things for my dog because it's my responsibility to keep my dog alive. But outside of that. I have, you know, I enjoy the luxuries of toilet tissue and like hand soap and shit. So I have that in the way that a lot of stereotypical male bachelors do not have things. But other than that, like food for what, you know? So, yeah. So it was good. I appreciate I definitely appreciate those reminders. And I guess in that way, we are helping one another. But it's been interesting. It's been really interesting. Yeah. So, do you want to get into news that's not news? Yeah, let's get into some news that's not news. In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world where people respect Don Lemon. Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways with a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news. That's not news. So, news that's not news is a segment where we uncover news stories that either have not been talked about in mainstream media or are talked about, but we want to talk about it in a way that is important to us. That is news that's not news. Queen, what do you have today? So today we're going to talk about what is in Congress's emergency coronavirus bill. So this bill was passed on Saturday. This is kind of like a the stimulus package or the way that the um, government is supporting folks during this pandemic era. Um, so I wanted to go over some of the things that are in the bill so we could be clear on what we're getting, what we can receive, who can receive what and stuff like that. So one of the first things that are in this bill that is actually really important is that there is paid sick leave hours for workers, which is great, but not everyone is covered by this. Millions of millions of folks actually will not be covered by this, and I'll explain who will be and who will not be covered by the sick leave. This is countrywide? Congress passed this, so that means it's for all of the country. So one of the first things that are in the bill, and is actually one of the most important things in the bill when it comes to people in work and if they could take off and how they're going to go about that, because many new, many of the people in the country, especially people who work shifts or hourly workers, do not get paid sick leave. Um, but this bill will cover it, but it will still not cover it for everyone. There will actually still be millions of people who will not be covered. So this it's how coverage is measured. So I'll just read some of this from the article. And I got this article from the New York, New York Times, and the link is in the show notes for you to review yourself. The measure gives some workers two weeks of paid sick leave and up to three months of paid family and medical leave 
equal to no less than two thirds of their pay. The provision is aimed at encouraging people to follow the advice of public health officials who have said the best way to contain the spread of the virus is to have anyone experiencing symptoms stay home. So it seems as though this is geared to people who feel symptoms and things like that. Or you can't just take this because, okay, I have these two weeks, I'm going to take it. Mm -hmm. Then it's only two weeks. So how, like, I, for, for me, for example, I have to work from home for five weeks. That's way longer than two weeks. If the mandate is five weeks, well, it's not a mandate, but if the expectation is five weeks for this stuff to get better, hopefully, or to change, how much is two weeks going to do? You know what I mean? And then you could probably only get the paid family medical leave if you are sick or if you're taking care of a sick family member, because that's how FMLA works. Um, so that's not something everyone can use. And then, like I said, it is only two thirds of their pay. So it's not all of the pay that you would generally receive. So that is a reduce a reduction in your income. Another limitation is that these benefits only apply for businesses with fewer than 500 employees. So if you work for any big company like, I guess, Walmart or Amazon or any, actually lots of places have more than 500 employees. Mm -hmm. This doesn't apply to you. What has to happen is the company has to make these decisions on what they're going right. to do because the government is not going to give the money to pay for the sick and safe leave and stuff like that. So if you work at McDonald's and you're an hourly worker, this is not going to apply to you because you work at a company that has more than 500 employees. So this leaves millions and millions of people out of it, unfortunately. I wonder if there's like an expectation that's being set for companies to like provide this so. type of leave for employees. Yeah, I think so. I think that that's what the expectation is, is that these big businesses should do it because they have the money. I think that they are trying to support the smaller businesses who couldn't afford to do this, but they're leaving it up to the other businesses who can to do it. And I also think that it sets an example, like this is what the government is doing. You should probably match it and stuff like that. But we'll see what happens because capitalism is a bitch. And, you know, hopefully these bigger companies and and, and corporations take suit because, you know, what the fuck? So like I said, there are people who can't, who are exempt from this. So these exemptions could potentially exclude nearly 20 million workers. So that's a lot of folks. Mm -hmm. um, about 59 million Americans work for companies with 500 or more employees, according to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. And about 6.5 million of them do not have paid sick and paid sick days. So this is still going to be a huge problem. Me personally, I would suggest that if your hours are reduced or if it's that you can't come to work because of some city or state mandate or stuff like that, apply for unemployment. I don't know how successful that would be, but that's like, that's just try. I just tell everybody just to apply for unemployment, especially if it's a reduction of hours. That's because of that's their fault. So generally, your claim would be approved because it's their fault. They reduced your hours. It's something on them. It's not to your fault while you're not working. And that's generally what you're trying to prove when you're asking for unemployment is that it's to their fault that they're not working, that you're not working. Another thing included in this bill is that it allows for free corona testing for all, including the uninsured. So this is big and this is important. Because the way that you can slow down this, pandem this pandemic is by knowing who actually has these viruses and quarantining these people, treating these people. And 
it's important. So they're making it so that all testing is free. If you're uninsured, it's free. So everyone should go get tested. The final package includes a number of waivers to allow the cost of tests to be covered by insurance and federal government programs. It also includes a 6.2 percentage point increase in federal payment to Medicaid for states. So they're giving money to Medicaid and also giving waivers to insurance companies so that you're covered with um, if you take the tests, if you get tested for coronavirus, and also if you do not have insurance, your fee is waived. The only issue with this is that coronavirus testing is not readily accessible. For the amount of people that you would want to test, we don't have enough tests for that. So that would be an issue for that. And that is the the exemption when it comes to that. Okay, yes, I can get tested for free, but where the fuck do I go? Right. Another thing that is included in a bill is that the package increases funding for food assistance programs. The bill includes about $1 billion for food security programs aimed at helping those who may struggle to get access to meals during the pandemic, including those who rely on supplemental nutrition assistance program, that's SNAP, that's food stamps, um, for people who don't know what that means, food banks, and the 22 million children who receive free or reduced price lunch at school. I know this was a big one, especially when it came to how to go about closing schools in New York City. That was, I would say, crutch they was using to keep the schools open, which didn't make sense to me because we in New York City have a summer lunch program, so we know how to serve food without school being open. So that was strange to me. But that was like one of the things that the governor and the mayor were negotiating about and going back and forth about. But it is good to know that people will have food assistance. Um, it doesn't seem to be huge amounts of exemptions here for now, um, but that seems pretty good. And then the last thing that is included in this bill, well, not the last thing, but one of the last major things, there's lots of things in this bill. And like I said, the link is in the show notes for you to review other things. It strengthens unemployment insurance benefits. The, letters, the legislation provides $1 billion in 2020 for emergency grants to states to assist with processing and paying unemployment insurance. Half of those funds would be used to provide immediate additional funding to all states for staffing, technology, and other administrative costs. The other half would be used for emergency grants to states that experience at least a 10% increase in unemployment. So like I said, apply for unemployment if your hours are reduced or if you cannot work due to what's going on. They're more likely to approve it because they're aware what's going on. They're increasing staffing um, they're increasing technology. They're expecting a large amount of folks to apply for uninsurance benefits. So I like that they are making sure that they are they are adding people to that workforce so that we could accommodate the amount of people who will be applying and receiving benefits. And it's also good to know that they are already thinking about the percentage of unemployment increase or underployment increase. Um, because like I said, people's hours may be reduced and stuff like that. So that is great. The only limits to that is that if you are a freelance person or if you are a person who doesn't receive a, what is that, a W-2? Yeah. This doesn't apply to you. So if you're an Uber driver, like we 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 kind of shifted into like this kind of gig economy. And this won't be helpful for those folks, unfortunately, um, as far as applying for unemployment benefits. But I'm sure they could get the food assistance stuff. So there's still lots of loopholes in this. This doesn't protect everyone. This doesn't help everyone. But it's a little, a little something, something. Hmm. That's interesting. 
I think another part of the you mentioned um the school closings and like school being open as a means to like feed kids and stuff. I think another part of the concern, at least in New York, about closing schools is that like is kids who don't know have don't have anywhere else to go in the daytime partially because our uh the our the structure is that kids of a certain age are in school so their parents are at work or are doing other things or we also have in new york we also have a um, houseless population of children so where do they go during the day it's just schools in new york and around the country a lot of them kind of serve as this default like social service system where people have a place to go you know what i mean and so it's just thinking about children being either left to their own devices or like everybody is not when everybody was pushing for like close the schools close the schools close the schools it's like this double-edged sword because yeah it would be great to like quarantine everybody but like everyone is not just going to be home with their parents their kids who don't have parents it's all just all these different type of situations that a lot of privileged folks weren't taking into account you know yeah, there was a lot of pieces that people weren't taking into account because people generally think about themselves. It's kind of like both ends of it is like you can kind of see because like you don't see teachers and people in schools that like they're like integral parts of our communities. Yeah. And people, because their jobs are not looked at that way, like we look at like police officers and people in the medical, like nurses, doctors, these first responders, people, but we don't look at the education community and and our teachers and principals as like these intricate parts of our community in that way. So it's just like, it's it's not, people don't see it as, as important. These things are important. So we should really, really care about these people. But at the same time, them not being at work affects the community in these really, really, really huge ways. You know, and people don't put those things together and it'll, it'll be helpful if they did, because do they deserve to be safe and have time off yes they do but what do we what do, what is the contingency plan when it comes to how we deal with these children because they're also a part of the community and we've built school into our community so much that we have to know how we're going to deal with if we don't have school yeah i agree yeah. well thank you for that you're welcome I appreciate this information i saw some of it during i was watching like some of mayor de blasio's uh conferences or whatever and there was a breakdown of it but sometimes it's just it just it's just a lot to process so yeah for me when it came to the new york city schools it was just like frustrating because like when they dropped the news it was like what was it like five in the afternoon in the evening on on sunday like how do these parents plan now for the very next day. So that's the part where I was just kind of like, nah, that's fucked up. And I do understand that a lot of the delay was with, I guess, whatever they were arguing about, maybe amongst themselves or maybe amongst the federal government. Government, But like, shit, like parents are people and they got to make plans. And you can't just say at 4.30 on Sunday, no school tomorrow. Like, what? You know what shit you got to move around? I got to move around just when I go away because of my cat. These are whole ass children. And then also when it comes to the school closing, that only really applies to DOE schools, charter schools, private schools had already closed. But like what happens to daycare centers and things like that? They're not under the same kind of they're not under the Department of Education. So they just close to their discretion. But parents need that. And child care is mad fucking expensive. 
So now in addition to maybe like a two-year-old, now you're, you know, it's just, it just, it just sounds like a whole lot to have to like figure out and think about. And then there's people who were like, well, they should have plans. They should know how they're going to take care of their kids. And it's like a part of their plan and, and child caring is school system. Let's be honest. And that's not a horrible thing. That's how we built the structure. That's why it's mandatory that kids go to school. I don't know. People get on my nerves with that, but yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot. Money, 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 money. <laughs> do, money! Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women year. your money. Yes. Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass Women is Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. Every week. Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TWithQueenandJ.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So two. Two. You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yo. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice. That's right. On how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. Okay. Stepping away from that Ronus for a moment. <laughs> let's get into some pay black women. Yes. Give me your fucking money! <laughs> All right, so Pay Black Women, our Pay Black Women segment is a segment where we highlight black women-owned businesses, black women-run initiatives. It could just be a black woman who needs money to cover uh, lunch for the week. We pay black women in this segment. We help get them paid. We also include indigenous women in this segment as well. So if you know an indigenous woman-run business initiative, organization, campaign, let us know. You can submit them as well for our Pay Black Women segment. This segment naturally includes trans women, cis women. They are included in this segment. They are women. We also, in our segment on Tea with Queen and Jay, we extend an invitation to folks who want to submit AFAB non-binary folks. They are also welcome to be included in our Pay Black Women segment. So, yes, we are here to help get black and indigenous women paid especially right now yeah especially right now this is not a time for people who are like short up on resources for people who like if you feel like you are financially secure at this time this is a great time to um donate to other folks because as we've been saying it's shaky for a lot of people out there you know all right so this week one of our listeners phoenix 
along with four of her siblings and her mom are in the process of moving. So they are in the process of moving, but the apartment they're moving to has lead paint. So Phoenix and her mom are asking for support in paying for a hotel as the new apartment is repainted. So they're accepting donations via um, her mom's cash app and her cash app information is Shay Latrice. I would say it's pronounced. And um, if you are in cash app, that's dollar sign S-H-A-Y-L-E-T-R-I-E-S-E. So Shay Latrice. And then the Avi associated with that account, like when you pull it up in cash app is a beach picture. So yeah, so this is so that they have a place to stay as their apartment is being repainted. And we want to make sure that we are supporting women and families like Phoenix's family. Also in the era of that Rona, it, you know, it's, it's really challenging to be houseless or not have a place to go or kind of be living in like uncertainty with all the uncertainty that we already have going on. So any donations will be welcome. We will put Phoenix's mom again, that's Shay Latrice. We'll put that information in the show notes. I'll repeat it again here. If you happen to have your phone out and the cash app app open or accessible again, that's dollar sign Shay Latrice. So S H A Y L E T R I E S E. And that is this week's pay black women. Okay. I am ready to get into the pit. Are you ready to get into the pit? Yeah. Let's get angry. Let's throw somebody in the pit. <laughs> Everybody strap in. I'm about to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. So the pit. The pit is where we throw people, places, and things that are trying to deplete our black ass black joy people places and things trying to fuck with our black joy or just general shit that has us fucking annoyed yo that is the pit so who are we throwing in the pit this week we are throwing in the pit the republicans the whole republican party and the trump administration okay that's that's a rarity for us because we don't really fuck with them because we don't we don't that's not what we do here yeah we don't (laughs) fuck with them enough to like Talk about talk them a about lot on them. the podcast or like we're not consumed with the evils that Trump are doing because that's just like what it is. And we yep. don't like to use our platform to really, you know, center what the fuck that nigga has going on. But what's what prompts you to do this today? Because it's just so much shit. This is just so ridiculous and so fucked up. And like, I'm actually angry. Usually I'm not angry at Trump. I'm not angry at the republicans because it's like it's just another day i'm just breathing you know what i'm saying like it's Mm -hmm. not something whatever but just the carelessness and fucked up shit that's surrounding everything with the rona is just like come the fuck on like come the fuck on the reason why i'm throwing the trump administration in the pit is because they fired the emergency response team um that generally deals with pandemics or any kind of disasters and stuff like that in the u.s he fired all of them in 2018 and a lot of the time when we were there, people were talking about the Ronas and saying, you know, this is going to be a problem. This is going to come over here. He was calling it a democratic hoax. His ignorance, his not caring about people, his shit is kind of what we could have been preparing for this long before three fucking weeks ago. And we were not. So that's why they're in a pit. Cause it's just like, you know, the whole be safe rather than sorry. And it's like, 
it's just it's just so much. It's just so much carelessness. Like this is such a huge amount of carelessness that I just don't understand. Like you see other countries, you can literally see their mistakes and be like, okay, let's not do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, but that's you don't, like that's if you care about other people. And, and that's what I was just about to say. That's yeah, the issue. They don't knows, care about people. Right. He knows that his people and the people with the most resources who he cares about are going to be fine or are the yep. least likely, I guess, to succumb to this pandemic or fall victims to it. So, yeah, it's funny because I saw a tweet and sometimes you, you all upset me because <laughs> <laughs> I saw a tweet. I'm like, this person's just tweeting to fucking be tweeting, yo, which I get it. But do that shit with like reality TV. Please don't do that with like important <laughs> matters. But somebody was tweeting that they think the government doesn't really understand like the severity of no, what is the tweet? It was like they don't understand the severity of this or how this will affect people. And I was like, I know this person tweeting. Like, do you, you, like, the, the the tweet, I felt like it held so much, like, hope for the government. Like, it, it yeah, it assumed like that the it. government, like, if they knew that they would care. That, that to me is like, don't we have enough information to know that, like, the government knowledge about how hard shit is going to be for Americans does not equate government action? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yes. that's the whole yep. thing. Like, that's how it works. Like, it's not a matter of like, oh, they just didn't know. And that's why, you know, things are going and bad. But I didn't, didn't know how to formulate that in a response without making it a fight. So I was like, let me just not. <laughs> let me just leave What's silly alone. about that is that that's not the truth because they do know. Like, China was going through this for a while. This was not something that just hit them out of nowhere. This was like a process that took a lot of time for it to be like when you look at the maps where they show who's affected by this. The circle is the whole fucking country. China is a big fucking country. That took time. That's not something that happened in a couple of months. So we did know. Well, we. They did know. They did not care. And I wonder if if this started somewhere else that wasn't China, if they would have cared. Like, if an, if it started in a European country or one of our ally countries, if they would have cared then. So there's that. But then, with our late asses, late as fuck, trying to figure out what to do with this, um, last week is when Congress scrambled together when they finally believed what was going on and was trying to put together a bill to help support states and, and state. Um, local governments were supporting folks while going through this. We're already late as fuck with this, but what delayed this bill to be passed even more was that the Republicans were trying to sneak the Hyde Amendment in the coronavirus emergency bill. And what the Hyde Amendment is, is that it's what limits federal funding to be used on abortions and affects mostly low-income people who, um, low-income people with uteruses who use Medicaid. I don't understand why when we're in a pandemic, we have we have claimed this as a pandemic, which means a world problem. Why are you using the time now to slip abortion shit and bills and argue about abortions? Like the time of this makes no sense. The pettiness of this is fucking ridiculous. Now is not the time for that shit to be arguing about abortions. You delayed a bill for a week. Because of abortions. They are obsessed with that shit. How do you even remember during a time of pandemic? <laughs> it's like, it's always, don't forget about them abortions. Don't forget. Yeah. How do you even remember or think that like, that's, that's like a thing that's like top of mind. It's like, no matter what they have going on, they will not forget 
to restrict the rights of people who have babies. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, I can be a petty person, but, like, seriously? Like, you really stopped this bill and were making it go on for days and days because of that? Yeah, because of abortion? top of mind. It's really annoying. Then there's a statement that Trump made that said he wasn't going to support the Democratic spending package because the Republicans presented one and the Democrats presented one, and then they came to a compromise or whatever. Um, but he wasn't going to support whatever the Democrats said because... A lot of that stuff includes um, increasing spending on food assistance, unemployment insurance, basically the things I presented earlier, and expanding the availability of testing. So that's all the stuff I said earlier. The reason why Trump didn't want to back that is because those are the goodies that the Democrats haven't been able to get for the last 25 years. So he was being petty as well. This is the shit they've been wanting. They're going to try to get in now because of a pandemic. Like, now's not the fucking time. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? What's wrong with you niggas? Yeah, a lot. A lot. Like, wow. Goodies. Wow. Goodies. <laughs> goodies. Goodies. I think you want them goodies. Bet you thought about it. Like, what? Yeah, that's a lot. That's yeah. A lot. A so they're in a pit because that's just fucking hot. Oh, I'm disgusted. That's fucking gross. That's fucking gross. But also, he's not thinking about this. He's not taking this seriously. Like, everybody in his life who he cares about whether they live or die, like, they're good. They're going to be good. He's just, yeah, he's not, he's a bum. They're all bums. For today, they are all in the pit because that is just the most careless stuff I've, like, read out, read or heard out loud in a really long fucking time. Mm Mm-hmm. That shit is whack. So that was the fucking pit, yo. This Rona, this (laughs) Rona. This Rona is whack. Is there anything? What are you looking forward to in this uh, self-containment situation? This social isolation thing? I am looking forward to maybe catching up on podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like listening to podcasts or podcast work? Podcast work that I generally feel like I don't have time for because of that, that nine to five job. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to my books. I'm gonna because I've already started reading again, so now I have more time for that. I think I'm I'm gonna like kind of owning my time again a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really, really gonna enjoy that. Not having to be anywhere at a certain time. Yeah, and that time allocated to these other things that were not my decision. So I'm gonna enjoy that a lot. Okay. I've got to figure out ways to be active, though, because I'm not trying to, at the end of this, um, unless all the way go to my butt, um, huh. you know, try to be more active or something. Maybe try to take walks while I can still go outside. Right. Right, right, right. That's cool. Okay. But what, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to watching documentaries. I think I do enjoy watching a documentary, but sometimes I have to talk myself into it. Sometimes it feels like homework because I really do just be trying to laugh at things. So I'm going to watch some documentaries on Netflix. I'm going to read some of these comic books that are in my house that I haven't read yet that are just here. <laughs> read some of that. I have things in here that need to be organized. So I'm going to do some organizing and shit. So I'm looking forward to doing that. As uh, Stephen noted, I do know how to chill unapologetically. So I think I'm actually going to try and like be productive in this time. 
And of course, do some podcast work. Yeah. So I feel I feel good about that. I'm a little bit concerned about my grandmother. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of the school closing, her home care attendant is not going to be able to make it because she doesn't have um, child care. Yeah. So I think she had someone else who was coming. But anyway, we have to figure out how to visit and care for my grandmother without contaminating my grandmother, without making her sick. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a big concern of mine right now because we pretty much have a home care attendant and then we make sure that one of us is always there or headed there or like you know like that type of shit and so Mm -hmm. i'm concerned yeah i'm concerned about how we stay on top of that and keep her keep her safe and healthy and shit yo because that shit sucks man we know people like people get old and die but like it really fucking sucks when people been old and they survived all this time and then they die from some bullshit yo that yeah that is the fucking worst that's the fucking worst. Well, I meant to help end on a happy note, but now we're talking about death. Because <laughs> uh, I was about to get into something sad, too. <laughs> oh, you were? What were you about to say? But don't... Yeah, like, I'm thinking of, like, just, like, being in the Nation of Islam, and they always talked about the fall of America. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm like, is it happening? <laughs> is right. this it? Right. Is right. it here? Is that what this is? What's happening? So I, I will say that a little of that anxiety because of... All of the shit I was told about the U.S. as a kid and how it needs to fail and whatever. And it's like, you know, I still live here. <laughs> <laughs> still live here. I didn't, I didn't get to go to Ghana and get a citizenship. So, you right. know. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So um, I don't I don't foresee that stuff, but it is like really real. This, this is stuff that I think as a person um, who lives in the U.S., you don't think about ever happening ever experiencing you're used to looking at it on the news and be like shit look at them over there right you know so it's interesting interesting. yeah bad dominicana was talking about how some of how we hear so many folks in the u.s like panicking like this is the end of days like this is the end of times and like people are not prepared and the world is not prepared and stuff like that Totally discounting the fact that, quote unquote, third world nations have like dealt with a lot of the things that are coming up for us like right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, like yep. that there are there mm-hmm. are people around the world who are prepared for a different standard of living for, um, quote unquote, crises, events and limitations put on us due to the pandemic and shit like that. Like there are people around the world who for them, like this is a Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that, that are better equipped because right. of how shit is set up i thought about that too mm-hmm. and then honestly even when it comes to being in the u.s a lot of us because of the way capitalism is and the way poverty is a lot of us are used to limited access too, and right. limited resources as well so i think that's why i will say in my community people aren't like really wilding because you know it's not like we've not had or you know like that's why mm-hmm. the supermarket by me people not wilding like that right Oh boy. Well, all of y'all stay safe in the era of that Rona. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I will be listening to the podcast. I'm always listening to a podcast. So that's cool. Yeah. I hope that all of us podcasters who have the ability to do it and are staying healthy. I hope that we continue to make content because we need each other in these times in a world 
where that Rona <laughs> is doing its thing. Yeah, we need each other. So anyway, we did a motherfucking show. Be sure we to follow us on all the social medias. We are on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. We are on Facebook, T with Queen and J. We are on Tumblr, T with Queen and J. You can send us your T-mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Send all your inquiries there. You should also check out our website, teawithqueenandj.com. Sign up, give us your email so that you can get all the updates and all the goings on and shit that we do. We do not yes. uh, email you often. And make sure you pay it. attention to our socials because we don't know what might happen to our last show. Yeah, for sure, for shizzle, for sure. All right, our favorite hash tags things that we think are motherfucking important that you should be following or tap into of course as always black lives matter say her name disability too white maybe he doesn't hit you hashtag t with qj hashtag pod in hashtag unpacked bg hashtag bag ladies inner hole uprising queer walk queer walk pod marsha's plate a little juju pod juju bay Anything else? Makes Vixen, Stop Killing Trans Woman, You Okay, Sis, 4C Forever, Black Panther So Lit, Film This, and Fuck That Rona. Fuck That Rona. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima with editorial support from a black girl named Sam. Tea with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. Ow. Stop smoking in January of this year. So I gained a few pounds, but I'm using Slim Fast and Young Men. <laughs> Which one works? <laughs> the young men are kicking it, baby. And slim Fast is kind of slow, but the young men are killing it. <laughs> Leave these old dudes alone. The younger brothers are turning it out. 